0: Log Talk
1: Radio.
0: Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy.
1: Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Tuesday, November the 11th, 2008. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host for today is Brother Blondie, coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio, as we will do every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We've got a great show for you this evening. Joining us later will be Janet Parker and Patrick Lynch, who will be taking your calls and questions. So be sure to leave us a question or comments on my profile. We will be talking with Janet and Patrick about the mortgage crisis and how to prevent you from becoming a victim of predatory lending. We will be right back. Are you facing bankruptcy? Are you facing a divorce? Have you ever been victimized? Who can you turn to? Turn to Wise Law. Wise Law will help you. Wise Law has 25 years of experience in protecting and defending your rights. To contact Wise Law, call 614-868-WISE. The Office of Wise Law is located at 1000 East State Street in Columbus. Wise Law will help you get monetary relief on personal injury, tort claims, and even child support. Wise Law will appear at demonstrations. Wise Law will settle your claims. They don't get paid until you do. Wise Law consultations are free. So whatever your legal issues are, Call Wise Law. Wise Law for wise people. WiseLaw.com Well, all right. Now, Lottie Miss Clotty.
2: Lottie, Miss Clotty.
0: It's all
1: right. I guess it wanted to start all over and let you all know who I am, which I am, your host, Lottie Miss Uh Today, we have on our um, agenda for today, Brother Blondie, who's going to come at you with, you know, some interesting, um, uh, uh, an interesting article from uh, Chicago. So, Brother Blondie, why don't you share that with them?
2: Well, you know, this uh, story that I have here, uh, Lottie, Miss Claudie, comes from the Chicago Tribune, and uh, it involves, uh, you know, a very interesting foreclosure case. The Cook County Board President Todd Stronger and the Reverend Jesse Jackson uh, called Saturday for a statewide uh, moratorium on home foreclosure. And we all know that many homeowners are Mm -hmm. in a crisis because they've been victimized by unregulated and irresponsible lenders. Yes. And, uh, you know, this is what Stronger said in the prepared statement. We're eager to continue to work with the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America to homeowners negotiate terms that are fair, affordable, for as long as that need exists among local residents. And his office said that it is collecting signatures for a petition supporting the uh, moratorium proposal.
1: Right. I can hear that.
2: Which stronger plans to present to Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. And what's even uh, uh, more interesting than that, uh, about a couple weeks ago, close to 300 people attended Saturday's uh, workshop hmm. uh you know, that's according to stronger spokesman, uh, James uh, Ramos. Right. But, okay. But what's even more interesting than that, Lordy, Miss Clardy, and this is what really it,
1: caught Lord. my eye. What was it?
2: Well, last month, Cook County Sheriff Tom Dart suspended mortgage foreclosure evictions hmm. because his deputies who are responsible for evic- evictions
0: mm-hmm. were
2: showing up at properties where tenants, had not been informed, uh, had had not been informed the residents they were renting uh, were in foreclosure. Uh, but you know, he announced on the 16th he will uh, re- resume the evictions. Uh, what it sounds to me, uh, Lordy, Miss Clardy, the people been paying their mortgage on time, but the landlord ain't did their part.
1: Right. Now, that brings us to two guests that we have that is with us today to talk about this mortgage issue or the mortgage crisis. I want to introduce to you the two uh, guests that is on the show today. Uh, first, The first guest I want to um, introduce is Dr. Janet Parker. She is from Seattle, Washington. She was a doctor in veterinarian medicine. She is not currently licensed. But she graduated from Washington State University with a doctorate degree in veterinarian medicine in 1991. Dr. Je- Janet was a uh, was a relief doctor, and her greatest area of interest interest was in emergency medicine and critical care. Uh, she was hired to work as a relief doctor for emergency practice, and uh, when she was there, she. W- uh, the people that were involved that hired her tried to get her involved in mortgage fraud. However, Mrs. Uh, Parker reported them to the FBI and to the U.S. Attorney's Office and Assistant. Attorney was she reported to. This is who she reported the case to. Uh, the Assistant Attorney General was then murdered two days after. Um, and then after that murder, uh, Miss Parker was then raped. Then. Uh, then they made a lot of accusations against her to take away her medical license as to keep her from testifying about the murder, the rape, and the mortgage fraud. Uh, let's continue because there's another, another guest that has come to speak on the mortgage issues dealing with uh, the promissory note for residential uh, uh, owners of property. And uh, Patrick, his name is Patrick Lynch. Uh, he has been a Pennsylvania resident since 1990, and prior to that he lived in the state of New Jersey. Uh, he, is a vet, he is a Vietnam vet from September 1968 to November 1969. After leaving the Army, uh, Lynch worked as a tool and die maker for a major auto manufacturer till starting a hobby. Uh, Business Investigating Internal Records of the Government Agency. Uh, He has been translating these internal records of the government now for almost 30 years. These records concern the administrative working of the Internal Revenue Services. Lately, he has been involved in home foreclosures and how the banks are injuring the American public. After uh, everyone knows the revenue laws are complex, and so they are, uh, and, and so are the banking laws. But everything you know that you have been taught about banking and money may not been exactly so. Uh, Mr. Lynch has been studying the banking laws for a few years and has made some interesting discoveries. Lynch has found, like with revenue laws, nothing is the way we were taught. Um, so my question is going to come to talk to Ms janet parker first uh, to elaborate just a little bit on uh you know uh, uh the issues dealing with uh, owners of businesses and Ms. parker if you're there could you elaborate on how you want to uh, 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 talk a little bit about you know what had happened to you and if not we can understand but how this will relate to making business owners specifically African-Americans uh, to uh, be aware of this kind of situation on fraud. What you have to say about that? Ms. Parker? Miss Parker? Miss Parker? Okay. Uh, well, then we'll go on to Mr. Patrick Lynch. Mr. Patrick Lynch, are you there?
3: Yes, I am. Can you hear me?
1: Okay. Well, uh, let's go on to... Uh, uh, to find out uh, the intricates about what the internal revenue uh, services are doing and how this uh, 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 lies into the issues of uh, the promissory note and what is it that you want, you know, the uh, the people to know about uh, being aware about this.
3: Okay. Uh, well, actually, I, I didn't want to speak on the internal revenue service at this time, Okay. Uh, only, only because it uh, well, it, it's a long subject, and I think maybe we just ought to stick with foreclosures. Uh, the Internal Revenue Service, well, it's it's a nice government agency, but uh, uh, I haven't found them to do anything correct yet. Anyway, so but <laughs> we're not going to get on that subject tonight. Let's just stick with home foreclosures, and uh, we have enough time for that. Well, that's uh, fine. Okay, myself. I was involved in a home foreclosure. They did take my house two years ago, uh, and I was not aware of what was happening at the time. Um, well, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't put it in the, in those terms. I did default on my mortgage payment and whatnot. I had suffered a. Uh, oh, I had a heart uh, quadruple bypass, and with the amnesia that that I had, I was. Uh, or I'm sorry, not the anesthesia that I had. I was uh, short. Uh, my short-term memory was basically gone, and I really had trouble with a lot of things, with just the basic things in life. You know, uh, paying the bills, and I I had a lot of problems there, and I did fall behind.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and when the time came, they foreclosed on the property, and the, the judge asked me, "Well, you know, what happened?" Uh, and you know, and me not knowing what was going on, I said, Well, I didn't pay my mortgage and I guess I'm I have to leave. And the judge says to me, Well, Mr. Lynch, you did you you are leaving me with no other choice and that is that is what's gonna to have to happen here. Well, all right, from that time I started diving into the books to find out what was actually going on with the banking systems because I, I felt or I had heard uh a little bit on the subject of what the banks were doing with the mortgages and with the uh the predatory lending uh situations that were out there. Well, and what I go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: Yep. Uh, uh, Mr Lynch, my uh, question uh to you in terms of the foreclosure. Yes. Are you surprised at uh the uh, major foreclosure uh, crisis uh, that's been going on in the last month or so, or because you've been a victim, did you see this uh, coming as a whole in general?
3: No, I wasn't aware of the mortgage issue that was going on. I do realize now in the last three months alone, there's been over 800,000 foreclosures here in the United States of America. 10. To me, to me, that's I'm looking at it. We are at war with the banks, but well <laughs> um, maybe I just better tone it down and just stick it with the foreclosures and what's going on. Oh, Go ahead, I'm sorry,
1: very pertinent. They need to know that this this type of data or this type of uh percentage of uh, foreclosures that's going on that's that's a great amount. No wonder we are in a a uh uh, economic crisis because of this. I mean, you can go forward and keep talking about, you know, the mortgage issue, but that's pertinent too.
3: Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. There, there's okay. been, there's been a huge number of foreclosures. She was in, in Florida alone. Um, I, I have people down in or friends, I should say, in Florida that that are involved in in just a basic, uh, well, an auto theft case where. It's, truck was stolen or whatever but nevertheless he was trying to get an issue filed in court and they told him that he had a two-week wait just to get it on the docket because there were so many foreclosures going through they couldn't keep up with them all (laughs) they had to hire more staff just to keep up with the foreclosure issues you know what i don't understand is why isn't the media out there you know Beating the drums, showing the people what's going on. There's so many foreclosures out there. This country is being destroyed
1: from exactly. the, from, the,
3: from the bottom up, and the people don't see it. Well, the people that that it that it's happening to, yes, of course, we see it. We see it all, and, and you know we're investigating it, and we're we're seeing even more. Um, but. You know, the people that, that are higher up, higher up in the middle-income bracket, I guess you could say, they're they're feeling the crunch, but they're not seeing what's going on down here at our level. You know, I'm saying our level, our level of lower middle class or whatever. Well, at least I think that's what, what, hey, <laughs> what I was in. I don't know what I was in, to be honest with you. But anyway. I um, can um,
1: yeah. oh, Well, hold on just for a minute. I want to bring in Miss Janet Parker, too. Miss Janet... Sure. Hello. Hi, Miss Janet. Miss Parker. Hi, can uh, you hear me? We can hear you.
3: Can That's you it. hear us?
1: Yes. Okay. Um I don't mean Mr. Parker to I mean uh mister Mr. Lynch to to uh to kinda like, you know, stop you there. I wasn't trying to do that, but I just wanted sure. to make sure that um Miss Jeanette was on the line, and uh, perhaps give her a chance to uh, 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 have something to say about that in lieu of what's going on with her. Uh, Janet?
4: Hi. How are you? Um, we have the belief that mortgage fraud uh, often is just residential properties, but I want to remind everyone that small business owners also handle quite a bit of real estate. And um, many business owners buy uh, buildings and buy land as a relationship of their uh, practice of their businesses. And these practice these particular properties are very valuable, and so therefore, mortgage fraud is very lucrative when done in that setting. So um, predatory lending is not only to um, persons uh, for residences, but basically these greedy mortgage companies or con artists. Uh, take uh, on on being predatory to anyone they feel that they can prey on. They curse, definitely prey on the elderly, the sick, the poor, the minority groups. And it is clear to me from watching what I saw happening in the Seattle area that they were preying on minority small business uh, owners.
1: Yes. Yes, I can can see that. Um, So I guess the question would be, what are the different levels of the white uh, collar crime investigation? What can they do about this? Uh, you know, we we here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, we're not um, we have people, we have uh, the government or the leaders here not really uh, doing their investigation. So the question would be: Is do the uh, uh, the attorney generals and all the rest of them are supposed to do some type of uh, uh expensive investigational stuff like this. What are the criteria? You know, what 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 are the different levels of uh uh white collar crime that can happen even at that level?
4: Hello? Was that question? Are
1: you asking well, me Yeah, that's to either one of you if you want to answer the question. You know, you know, because uh you know, we're seeing something totally different you know we're seeing where we're not able to get in to get any kind of uh, investigation let alone anything so the criteria or you know there's there's a level of crime that's going on in that area too you know so somebody elaborate
3: well if I may just just for real quick uh, what I've seen in Florida alone and that's only because a lot of the people that I deal with are from Florida uh, but the attorney general in Florida is going about. He, he they've taken on a, a lawsuit against a, a couple of large banks, where they're trying to slap their hand, so to speak, in regards to the predatory lending. All right, and what I'm seeing is is that what they're doing is just that they're slapping their hand. Where what they should be doing, they should be putting people in jail for fraud. They these these banks. Directors knew exactly what they were doing, and that what they were doing was no—it was it was no less than theft. It was blatant theft. Um, the issue there is what we have, and I'll make this real short because I don't want to take up the whole time here. The the the, the promissory note at the time of settlement, and this goes for not only the. Uh, um, uh, homeowners it goes for the business owners also at the time of settlement the promissory note is signed and naturally is given on to the bank well at the time you sign that promissory note it becomes a negotiable instrument
0: mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> now what happens is we've got a negotiable instrument and we're giving it to the bank well the bank is in the is in the business of making money well they took well let me say what they probably did because i don't have any documents in front of me i I don't have proof saying that this is exactly what they did but what they could have done is that they could have taken that promissory note and sold it not only for the face value but probably anywhere from three hundred to five hundred percent of the face value because that's that's what they're looking to receive back from the money that money they're involved with the uh the mortgage contract and then along with that they have the ability to not only sell it once but they have the ability to sell it anywhere from 10 to 20 times okay so you've got you've got your promissory note being sold once for anywhere from 3 to 500% of the face value and then not only being it sold once it's sold anywhere from 10 to 20 times and then they're coming back at you and saying You defaulted on your mortgage, so we want your house. So they turn around and take your house or your property and sell it again. Anyway, that's it. I'll stop.
0: Okay. Miss
1: Parker. Miss Parker.
3: Well, why don't we talk about
4: the ways in which they get people roped into these kinds of situations? I mean, predatory lenders use quite a number of abusive practices. Uh, when they they target those elderly and low-income and minority homeowners. Um, Often, many times, they try to pick people who have trouble qualifying for a regular prime loan and then they uh, offer them the kind of financing that is exorbitant and often hidden inside the contracts. Um, They can add excessive fees. Sometimes predatory lenders uh, will add loan fees in excess of 5%, and they can be tucked into the loan amount so the lender can actually disguise them, Uh, and they put direct uh, money directly into the predator's pockets. They also often add insurance and unnecessary products to the homeowner's loan. These can include uh, mortgage insurance, fire and hazard insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, homeowner's insurance, even health insurance. And they not only include uh, the borrower, but sometimes even the family members of the borrower. And these uh, insurance premiums go right into the loan. They often add abusive and abnormal prepayment penalties. Um, and these uh, will make it hard for the, the person who's having trouble paying their mortgage to actually get out of their loan when they're having difficulty. And uh, it requires uh, that the borrower pay even if they have to pay off the mortgage early. And in addition to that, um, they often uh, will have the kind of situation where they will flip these loans, and that's, I think, what you're talking about, reselling them multiple times in short uh, time span using that uh, promissory note. Um, but sometimes they uh, do it when they put in a balloon payment. They will require the mortgage taker to uh, pay small amounts initially, and then all of a sudden there's a big balloon payment. It's inserted in the fine print, and often they don't even know that it's there, the, the uh, person who borrowed and then what they do at the coup de grass, they do the mandatory arbitration. This is a situation where they write into the very loan itself, they limit your ability to take legal action against the uh lender and make it so that everything has to be under binding uh, arbitration.
2: Okay. Uh um Miss Miss Parker, uh, you know, my I I'm 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 reading both y'all's uh Stories here, and, and 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 you know, I am sorry. Uh, what happened to Assistant Attorney uh, General uh, Tom Tom Wells here? But but my my question in, in uh, terms of you know the uh, mortgage crisis and the foreclosures, with all these problems that I'm constantly hearing, Lardy Miss Clarty's constantly hearing. Don't you feel that the politicians whether democrat, republican or independent should be more involved should should uh take uh these actions a little bit more seriously and, and, and you know cuz last month i mean didn't you feel somewhat offended that uh the the republicans you you, you know when this was a big issue last last month and it, and it was on all the n- networks and stuff that uh, a, a lot of these politicians was trying to avoid this like the plague. That's right. Wait a
1: are you there, Miss Parker?
4: Oh, yes. I think that we may have given a golden parachute to our mortgage fraud uh, predators, uh, allowing them to uh, roll over their culpability to the American taxpayer. And this is why we are very, very prominently encouraging people to support the Whistleblower Protection Act so that when our financial uh, whistleblowers come forward, like certified public accountants, banking executives, maybe other mortgage uh, brokers, and reporting fraud, that they are protected and they don't lose their jobs and get retaliation. I think if we don't protect the whistleblowers that report these uh, criminal acts, we basically just gave a carte blanche for the predators to get away with it with a $700 billion uh, golden parachute.
1: I definitely agree with that. And uh, I guess um, the question is how do we make the U.S. attorneys more accountable? How do we get all of them to become more accountable and more responsible for, you know, the crimes that are being committed now um, I, I, I see that where crimes are being committed, considered white collar crimes, you know, what can we do as a whole to, uh, to stop them and to hold their feet accountable, especially the ones that make the laws and yet are not uh, uh, going by the law themselves? What do we do to get them to become accountable
4: well, I think accountability has to start at the top, and and I think uh, we have to be sure that the person in charge of our uh, federal system, the U.S. Attorney General, is a man of impeccable uh, credentials and morals and ethics. I think when we have questions about whether our U.S. Attorney is uh, going to actually truly uphold the law and uh, ask every person that works in the Department of Justice to do their job properly, uh, it's very difficult for uh, those in the system to work against their boss. It is essentially important that we provide enough monies for these investigative processes and we have definitely uh, done a great deal to gut the white-collar crime units of the FBI because we poured the efforts into counterterrorism efforts right after 9-11, and the mortgage fraud uh, units within the Seattle uh, uh, FBI office I know were severely impacted by huge budget cuts and lost several of their agents that they had working those crimes. And so what happened is that it used to be that a borrower had to lose uh, personally $10,000 to make it into the to actually be considered uh, a crime that the FBI would investigate. And then it was changed to be $30,000 they had to actually personally lose uh, because of the changes in the budgeting of uh, agents for that kind of uh, work.
1: I see. Now, Mr., uh, Mr. Lynch, you know, proposing that same question to you, what do you think about this? What can we uh. do to hold their feet to the fire, especially, uh, you know, the... Uh, the ones that make the laws and not do the laws themselves. How the do
3: only the only thing we need to do is to educate the people, to let the people know what's going on. It is it is very simple to go in there and stop these banks from doing what they're doing, okay? And it's a it was it's a very simple matter of just reading the complaints that that are uh, put in. I have I have looked at a number of foreclosure complaints and each one I mean, each one that I've seen in there, it says that the assignment of the mortgage note has not been recorded in in the uh, the county courthouse.
0: Absolutely. Well, right
3: there, right Please. there, they're saying they don't know who the lender is. If they don't know who the lender is, then do they actually know that there is a debt? Now, that's that's what has to go onto the judge's shoulders. The judge is saying, okay, you're coming in here and we have a bank saying you failed to pay your mortgage payment. But then, on the other hand, the bank cannot prove or has not proven that you actually owe a debt. And the bank has not proven that they are the true lender. And that's done with paperwork. And now banks, banks are... The, they are entities involved in making money, and every everything done in the bank is recorded, all right? The banks know exactly how much money you have in your bank account and everything else. They know exactly what steps that promissory note took, and they know who was the lender and when. But you try and get that into the court, and they will walk away from you. The bank – and they by they, I mean the banks – Will walk away from you, and that house will be well whatever that, that that's another subject but the issue is is that they don't know who the true lender is, and they don't know whether you are whether you actually owe that debt and that's right. what's but, going on in this country that's how we fight it
2: uh, uh, mr uh lynch uh and, and you know uh dr uh dr. parker you can uh, uh, ju- uh jump into this if uh if if you want but my uh, question is you you know when you when you talk about uh white collar crime yes well what are the chances of the people who commit these white collar crimes really face justice who who really gets a true conviction cuz one thing that i know about white collar crimes is i don't know nothing else people who commit white collar crimes they have the money to hire very expensive lawyers to cut out very nice, sweet deals, and I know this because I've seen all 400 plus episodes of Law and Order to to, to confirm this. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but how? But, but, uh, but uh, seriously, when when they're committing these type of crimes, what are the chances of them doing serious time?
4: Well, obviously it's a very small amount of people who do white-collar crime actually uh, pay the price. And um, usually these crimes are very financially beneficial to the predators, so therefore they have lots of money for a big, fancy lawyer that can really protect them. And uh, they spend a lot of time protecting their assets. But the other thing about the um, white-collar crime and mortgage fraud and something that a lot of people don't realize is a lot of mortgage fraud is ultimately rolled into what, like money laundering for illegal glutton gains in other areas such as drug trafficking and such and Uh-oh. even uh, Medicaid fraud. And, and when you're talking about huge amounts of money like millions and millions of dollars being able to be hidden, uh, these networks will be very violent to protect their assets. They will protect their money laundering assets. And so uh, when you start to try to blow the whistle on the insider aspect of this, the actual people doing it and who's actually doing what, uh, who's, who's manipulating the accountancy, who's price fixing, who's overcharging, um, it, then you have a situation where violence can erupt and, you know, witnesses go missing, people are intimidated, there's a lot of coercion.
1: Well you know what um and 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 you know I agree with everything you're saying and and i i I got a question here also uh why is it so important for uh individuals to have documents as evidence, and what are some of the uh mortgage frauds or any of the fraud dealing with mortgages uh the techniques you know that they use to 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 take take your assets, whatever it may be, and why is it so important for uh, you know the public to understand that they must have documents as evidence in order to combat the situation?
3: May I answer that? the The issue is, is that the average homeowner who is behind on their mortgage truly thinks that they they failed they they failed in uh making their mortgage payments and they they are uh or they they will be punished by the banks taking their homes but and that's that's the feeling i had at the time that they that uh, this happened to me but then after i went through and started studying a few few different areas here uh i found that the my default in in making the mortgage payment was not an issue at all the the complaint that they filed against me the mor- the the mortgage for- the, the, the foreclosure complaint they filed against me they claimed they were the lender and they claimed that i owed a debt and that was it they all all it was was a claim they had no documents whatsoever to prove that i owed a debt debt and they had no documents to prove that they were the lender that's like any average joe on the street coming into a courtroom and saying that house over there that man didn't pay his mortgage and i'm going to foreclose on the property because i am the lender
2: well and uh, the bank
3: the banks buy it all the time and they just issue these mortgage foreclosures without question i'm sorry go ahead
2: uh, well, well, you know, uh, uh, look, uh, I, I know Mr. Lynch. You live in Pennsylvania, and Miss Parker. I know you live in, uh, 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 Seattle, Washington. But uh, earlier in in the program, I I I uh, read a uh, story in in Chicago about the sheriff suspending the mortgage uh, foreclosures because even though the tenant were were paying their uh, a mortgage. The uh, landlord didn't do their part, and as a result, they're still being fore foreclosed. Now, my question to you is: is how many cases? And, and if it's happening in Chicago, believe me, it's happening in Washington, and it's happening in uh, P- Pennsylvania, okay. so and, and and Ohio. But how many people you know? That has paid their mortgage on time, yeah. But is but is still uh, getting a a foreclosure uh, uh, notice be, because uh, their landlord obviously didn't give a damn about their tenants. Mm.
3: That's true. That has happened. I'm sure it has happened. And what to do about it? I don't know. Miss Parker.
4: Um i I know that there's a lot of very uh, abusive stuff going on, and clearly uh, we need to hold the courts accountable and make judges do their jobs here.
1: Well, how do you propose that that would happen Because it seems as though most of us here in Ohio that have gone through this can't get them to open up the access to justice at no case in no case. Uh, it's like that they're totally shutting us off and darn darn law what the law enforces or or them even abiding themselves in the law you know so um you know to me you know it's it's like i'm sure that the public feels as though that they're at a standstill with nowhere to turn
4: so that we have a justice system that's not working is essentially what we have I mean, in in Florida, there were tens of thousands of Florida citizens that lost um, their homes due to legal and uh, mortgage professionals that uh, did basically RICO, uh, racketeering-type fraud. And the uh, investigation that happened uh, showed up. uh, The main uh, CPA for the Florida Association of Mortgage Brokers had his own license uh, falsified, uh, and, and for, he did falsified uh, financial statements for brokers, and we had um, persons who were in a position of having, you know, lawyers in, and mortgage brokers who were uh, scamming these poor innocent uh, people, and they, the court just turned a blind eye. Uh, one of those was a uh, Tony Woodward. Uh, he was well known to violent criminals, white collar criminals, cocaine addicts, cocaine dealers, and um, he did uh, crimes for profit, uh, mortgage fraud, crimes for profit, and uh, held a license in spite of that at the Florida Bar, uh, continuing to do uh, mortgage uh, paperwork, um, he hired a um, man who was a longtime cocaine addicted uh, man uh, to act as his real estate broker who didn't even have a uh, broker's license, and yet uh, we find that the Florida courts turned away from these cases and just let them continue their criminal activity. Um, this is okay. a, you know a miscarriage of justice for these tens of thousands of homeowners who have lost their uh, homes. And luckily for us, we had a good investigative uh, reporter in the Miami Herald who broke we, that story.
1: That one. We need that one to come and do some investigating elsewhere, too, since we don't have no investigators that are willing to uh, uh, investigate over in this area. But we sure would like to have his information. Most of all, you know, the last question to try to um, – we only got 18 minutes left into our our show – And I wanted to quickly ask a question to you, Ms. Parker, Um, you know, uh, uh, concerning the conversation that we had earlier, um, you know, with the business owners, particularly the African Americans, what is it that you want them to uh, know concerning what to be aware of?
4: Well, when they're looking for business financing, um, they're very vulnerable, especially if they haven't previously looked for large amounts of uh, credit. When you're buying a business property, sometimes you're jumping into a totally different uh, financial sphere than you are in your own personal life. So um, if you're a business owner and you're looking for like a quarter of a million dollars in financing, then you suddenly have to try to be eligible for that financing. A lot of times if you're a young uh, professional, you're a minority uh, person who's not previously had this opportunity, this is your first foray into that area. And these mortgage lenders look for you as a way to um, take away your business from you and to strip all the equity you have out of your life. They often will ask you to put up your own home as equity for the business deal. They'll often hide a a balloon payment uh, in the business deal. They'll sometimes offer kickback deals where they'll say, oh, if you sign all this little various alleged paperwork and just keep your mouth shut about this uh, paperwork we're going to do, we'll give you a kickback of starting capital for you to work with. Um, Those are the kinds of things that they do, and um, they will sometimes ask you to do several different kinds of paperwork for the same um, property sale. In other words, they'll have sale paperwork with like three different prices on it, and the one price will be the price you and the uh, seller have agreed on, and the other price is the price they tell the bank, because they often roll a commercial bank into the business loan and uh, they fraudulently increase the value of the property in order to secure um, a mortgage uh, for the property that's illegal, actually.
1: I see. So, what, Ms. Parker, where can someone, if they needed to get information or, or to contact you, what, what, what is your uh, website number, a uh, website if you have one?
4: Well, I have, um, they can get a hold of me by email. I'm medicalwhistleblower at gmail.com, and uh, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. I don't actually run a website on mortgage fraud itself. I do talk to my medical whistleblowers about the possibility that mortgage fraud might be used against them or that they might want to be providing information about mortgage fraud to law enforcement.
1: Okay, well, um, thank you, thank you for that information, uh, Mr. Lynch. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you want to uh, uh, make aware to the public uh, about um, the promissory note, or do you know what to what to look for uh, well, with uh, this, uh, mortgage fraud?
3: Okay, well, let's see. In the last week, I have done some investigating on the internet in regards to the different courts out there in the states that have actually ruled in our favor, or I mean the homeowner's favor, uh, in regards to certain issues. And with a short uh, investigation that I did, I came up with 50 cases in New York and Ohio that clearly show that there are at least six Judges out there that do understand the argument, and that if the bankers or the the claimed lenders who are doing the foreclosure, if they do not come in with the proper paperwork, these judges, and these are from the Supreme Court of New York, one of them. No, I shouldn't. There's three judges from the Supreme Court of New York who have stated that. If these banks don't come in there with the proper paperwork and if they they do not have the original unblemished promissory note signed at the time of settlement by the buyer, okay? Then the cases will be dismissed.
1: Well, you know what? Can I ask this this small little question is uh, we have 13 minutes left into our show and sure. uh, I want to ask, you know, these specific people that have cases that have been looked into by the judges that have recognized, uh, you know, the fraudulent activity in the cases and what can be done about it or if they've done anything at all, it seems to me that these specific people that have these cases, they got to have big money in order for them to even look at the case because anybody that is um, low income to no income after they get finished taking everything they got, and they go back in there and try to fight or try to look for an attorney. An attorney says, well, we can't do your case because your case is too complicated. Uh, How do we get their cases to be looked at without, you know, uh, being um, um, uh, discriminated because of their income class?
4: Well, I think you might want to uh, consider making a criminal complaint. Um, The Federal Bureau of the Investigation does do... uh, Investigations and the National FBI Financial Institution Fraud Unit would be the unit you want to go to, and their phone number is 202 324 Also, the Federal Trade Commission um, takes consumer complaints about mortgage fraud, and they have a toll-free number uh, for identity theft, and also a Consumer Response Center. And the Consumer Response Center is 877-382-4357. And I also wanted to let you know that the IRS, or the Internal Revenue Service, has a unit called the Criminal Investigation Unit. And the Criminal Investigation Unit will uh, investigate um, money laundering, and anything that would be associated with fraud that's for hiding illegal uh, monies. And so they may very well be... Also, if the mortgage broker is not paying all their taxes, that would also come into their uh, uh, purview. And they handle cases not only here in the United States, but things that involve uh, offshore accounts and shell companies offshore. So many times they're trying to hide their money there. So the IRS criminal... Uh, investigation unit uh, would be uh, another place to go
1: okay Uh, thank you for that information Um, mr. Lynch uh, I would like to have um, your last words in in this Um, is there anything that you want to uh, respond to
3: I would agree with miss Parker in regards to the IRS criminal investigation I never thought of doing something like that that would be fantastic those people Trust me, they will go after these parties with a vengeance. I know how the IRS works. (laughs) But anyway. uh, They're quite good.
4: Their investigative uh, forensic groups are very good. They are. And actually, I had very good success with the Drug Enforcement Agency. We often don't think of them uh, in this context uh, because usually the FBI is the lead agency for white-collar crime. But my particular situation involved the money laundering of drug, illegal drug proceeds into the mortgages, and so therefore it was a money laundering operation and the criminal investigative agents and forensic accountants of the Drug Enforcement Agency were crucial.
1: Well, okay, now that's awesome. That's awesome information, and well, at this particular time, I think I'm going to have to close up the show for now. But well, I want to thank you, uh, listeners out there, for listening in on the Lardy Miss Clardy show with my co-host, Brother Blondie. And Brother Blondie, thank you for coming and uh, being a part of the show as well. Um, I also want to thank you, Miss Parker and Mr. Lynch, for being on air and uh, giving such great information, dealing with on mortgage fraud and business owners' fraud, um, all of it dealing with fraud, period. I really, really thank you for appearing. And um, again, that website that uh, Miss Parker has, um, or the uh, email you can contact Ms. Uh, Janet Parker is at medicalwhistleblower at gmail.com. Now, for my next show, is the continuation of the mortgage crisis? With
3: would you want my? Would you want PI? my email address? Okay, so, my, my my email
1: address is. Thank you. I,
3: okay. Go right
1: there.
3: All right, it's I R S M A R T. That's I R Smart at P T D Paul Thomas David dot net. You have thank- any questions? about banking or whatever, or if you want me to have a quick review of your case, I'll be more than happy to do that. I'm not an attorney, but yet I can uh, at least point you in some directions that your attorney or legal advisor would like to, uh, the the answers they would like to have. So, Okay?
1: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Lynch. And for people out there in Columbus, Ohio, They have a new educational um, piece that they are presenting by the Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio, which will convene November 12th and the 19th, uh, 2008, from 7 to 9 p.m. called the People's Law School. Uh, It's at the Trinity United Church of Christ in Columbus, Ohio, and it's on the corner of Mays Road and Shaney Drive. At the address of 1180 Shangley Drive, they'll have a broad range of topics that will include civil lawsuits, uh, consumer protection, and um, bankruptcy law, etc. The program is free to the public, and you don't need no education or knowledge with it. So they'll have um, certificates to present to participants, and all you have to do is register at 614. 614- 228 uh, 1113 at the Sanctuary Law of Institute of Ohio or email them at spiritcare at yahoo.com. Again, if you are interested in this program, please register or contact Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio at 614 224 131113 or email spiritcare at yahoo.com. Please register early at Space is Limited. Anything you want to say, Brother Blondie? Uh,
2: yes. Uh, once uh, w- once again, I I want to appreciate everybody for uh, uh, tuning in to our uh, program. We will most definitely be back next uh, Tuesday night at uh, 6 p.m. And I also want to give a special shout-out to a very close friend of mine. She's listening to our program lardy miss claudy all the way from dallas texas my home girl nasia that's spelled n-a-i-j-a you can listen to her brand new music at myspace.com slash nation check her out people
1: thank you very much miss miss parker and mr lynch for coming on the show and this uh concludes our show well I thank you for your time and thank you for your message it was well needed
3: get Okay.
1: Okay. Well, now it's time to go. We want to thank you for all of the listeners out there, and you have a good evening, and we will resume this next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a great day. That was a great show. Thank you for having me on.